Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMB Sports. Coming hey, in. this is Alani Martin, track state champion, and you're listening to MTMB Sports. Keep it locked. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. On Dana White's contender series this past Tuesday, four out of five winners got contracts. Light heavyweight Alexa Cameron, featherweight Alain Cruz, Flyweight Tracy Cortez and heavyweight Rodrigo Nascimento. Both Cameron and Cruz sealed the deal with back to back flying knees. Rodrigo got an arm triangle to keep not only his undefeated streak alive, but also finishing every pro fight he's had. Cortez went the distance, but won over the hearts of the matchmakers with a dominant performance, earning a 10-8 round on all three judges' scorecards. The last fight card for the regular season of the PFL plays out next Thursday at the Ocean's Casino and Resort in Atlantic City, New Jersey. This card will determine who advances to the playoffs which take place in October in Vegas. And the big boys are on display as both the heavyweights and light heavyweight brackets will compete. Season one semifinalist, Bozgit Ataev is atop the light heavyweight standing with six points and Emilio Sordi is right behind him with five. Former ACB heavyweight champ and PFL newcomer, Dennis Goldston, as well as season one semi-finalist Kevin the Mama's Boy Tiller both have six points at heavyweight. Birthdays for the week. We've got Dana White. Former UFC heavyweight champ Kane Velasquez. Yoshihiro Sexyama Akiyama. Former UFC heavyweight champ Fabricio Vicavalo Verdun. Jiu-Jitsu, Joseph Benavidez, Uriah Primetime Hall, Aljamain Funkmaster Sterling, Jason Von Flew, that's right, the inventor of the choke of the same name, Gagar, the dream catcher, Musasi, Nick Diaz, Angela, Your Majesty Magania, Eric Butterbean Esch, Neil Magny, and Ben 10 win. Up next, some sweet science conversation in the old one too. Are you a believer who enjoys Marvel or DC comics? Do you just love a good superhero story? You do? Awesome. Then check out Waywater Entertainment's new digital comic Legacy AD, now available on Amazon.com and the Amazon Kindle app. Get ready for a new superhero who loves and serves Jesus Christ. For more information, check out LegacyADCartoon.Squarespace.com. I'm coming in. Hey, this is Kevin Gray of Clutch Talk Sports Radio, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. 
Time to go between the ropes and step into the squared circle for the old one two. In the newest installment of As the Cinnamon Rolls. This summer has not been good to Canelo as he lost yet another title. In June, the WBC made Charlo their champ and slapped the franchise tag on Alvarez. Now, after failed negotiations with the IBF mandatory Sergei Dervinchenko, Canelo's been stripped of that title too. It'll be the second time that Sergei gets to fight for the vacant title. Last time he did, he lost to Daniel Jacobs after Triple G was stripped. Sergey's team must go down the list to make a fight for the vacant title. And guess who's ranked number one? Triple G. So the guy Golovkin passed up on to fight Canelo, who in turn couldn't get a fight done with Canelo. Now we'll probably face each other for the title that was lost because Triple G didn't want to fight him in 2018. Yeah, try to draw a straight line on that one. It was rumored that Alvarez was willing to take a pay cut from the $35 million per fight that he gets with zone to make the matchup with Dervinchenko happen. But when it was all said and done, things fell apart. Now it's rumored that Canelo will try to replace the IBF title that he lost with the WBO title that's currently held by Demetrius Andre. Both of these fighters ply their trade on the zone, so it should be easier to get that fight made. Especially since Canelo won't fight Triple G. In both of these fights, if they get made, and the A-side comes out victorious, it'll force the trilogy that the fans really want. Another cornerstone matchup for the zone is Ruiz versus Joshua 2. In a recent interview with Joe Rogan, the champ said the fight should be in December and details coming out soon. Andy has made it clear that he does not want to fight in the UK, but Eddie Hearn, Joshua's promoter, has mentioned Principality Stadium in Cardiff, Wales as the front runner. With all the discoveries about the UK AD, that's the United Kingdom Anti-Doping Association, and how the governing body handles information regarding failed drug tests, yeah, I wouldn't want to go fight there either if I was a Ruiz. In this weekend's televised lineup, on Friday, August the 2nd, from Liverpool, England, Anthony Fowler takes on Brian Rose in a 10-round junior welt to I'm sorry, junior middleweight bout. That's on the zone. From Kissimmee, Florida on Telemundo, Junior Welterweights Yomar Alamo faces Miguel Angel Martinez in a 10-round bout. From Las Vegas, Nevada. On Fight Pass, you have Eva Wallstrom, the WBC Junior Lightweight Titleist, who looks to defend versus Ronika Jeffrey. On Saturday, August 3rd, from Belfast, Northern Ireland, on ESPN Plus, Michael Conlon takes on Diego Alberto Ruiz in a 10-round featherweight fight. Patty Gallagher 
also fights Chris Jenkins on that card for the vacant Commonwealth welterweight title. And that evening in New York City, Marcus Brown faces John Pascal in a 12-round bout for Brown's WBA interim lightweight title. Not the WBA regular title, not the super title, but the interim title. Defending the interim title. Gotta love the WBA. The main event for that car, you have Adam Babyface Kovnachki versus Chris the Nightmare Ariola. Adam was told by his PBC handlers to reject the AJ fight in April. That something better was coming. This is what we get. This is what's better than fighting AJ. Now, granted, Konachki said that it really wasn't enough time for him to get ready for that fight, which is the reason why he was waiting for another fight. So, fair play on that. But Chris Ariola being what you're waiting for? Yeah, I don't know about that one. And even if he wins and goes on to face Wilder after this matchup, will it have had the same shine as if he faced Joshua in his U.S. debut in Babyface's backyard at MSG? I don't think so. Time to step out of the square circle and on the other side, we'll explore one championship's Dawn of Heroes. Aaron Simpkins here, the host of the True Strength Life podcast and owner of True Strength Apparel. Check out truestrengthapparel.com where we have tank tops to flip-flops and anything in between, all based on a message of the truth of Jesus Christ. Keep it locked right here with my family from the My Team, My Voice Sports Podcast Network. And don't forget to check out truestrengthapparel.com. I'm coming in. Hello, everyone. This is Anthony Cordova from The Exiles, and you're listening to MTNV Sports. Keep it locked. One championship sets up shop at the Mall of Asia Arena in Manila, Philippines for Dawn of Heroes. The semifinals for the flyweight tournament are on the main card as 12-1 Danny Kincaid squares off versus 12-6 Reese Lightning McLaren. Danny the King Kincaid's only blemish was a round one submission loss two years ago to the champion Adriano Moraes in a title fight. Reese Lightning lost in his last outing, breaking a three-fight win streak. However, injuries have allowed him to move on to the semifinal bout. With seven submissions, look for McLaren to try to take this to the ground. If he goes the distance, advantage to the hometown fighter, Danny King Kincaid, as 80% of his wins have come at the hands of judges. The winner of that fight will face the winner of the next fight, which pits 28-3-1 Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson versus 21-10-2 Tatsumita Wada. DJ told Junkie, 100%, there's more interest here when I fight. The fans are more excited when I fight over here. 
And I think one does a great job in promoting the flyweight division as well as the bantamweight and featherweight division. Mighty is finally getting the love that he deserves as many people in this market mirror his size and stature. Plus, they just appreciate the martial arts a bit more in the home of the martial arts. Wada is three, or I should say, has won three of his last five fights and has been trading wins and losses over that time frame, starting with his debut in one championship a little over a year ago. If that trend continues, he should lose to Johnson. And by his own admission, Johnson is a more skilled fighter than he is and more athletic. Wada does have five knockouts, five submissions, and 11 decisions on his record, though. So he can win a number of ways. He sees a KO as his method of victory, though. If he does that, it would not only be the first knockout loss of Mighty Mouse's career, but it will be the first stoppage he's ever suffered. In the lightweight semifinal, 21-7, Edward Landslide Foyolong faces 29-7, Eddie the Underground King Alvarez. The Team Lakai representative will definitely have the crowd in Manila firmly behind him. The former champion is looking to regain his crown after losing in his last fight. Quarterfinalist Loan Tynanis could not compete. This allowed Landslide to enter the tournament for a shot at the goal he recently held. Eddie Alvarez said in a recent press conference, I rarely come as a nemesis to a country. Usually, I'm the guy holding the belt. It's unusual for me to be the bad guy. But I promise you, if I'm the bad guy, I will not disappoint. Alvarez's coach, Ricardo Almeida, brought up recently how the Underground King lost his debut fight in Bellator and his debut fight in the UFC, but went on to become the champion in both of those organizations. He believes in his athlete's ability to do it again. The winner is scheduled to face Dagi Arslanalaev in the Grand Prix finale this October. The main event pits 12-3 Martin the Situation Yuen versus 11-3 Koyomi Matsushima for the featherweight title. Yuen is the champ and is 3-2 in his last five fights and he's been trading wins and losses over that time frame. His losses though have been in championship bouts as he sought a belt in a third weight class, bantamweight. Though he's held the lightweight title, he relinquished that crown and is focused solely at featherweight. Matsushima has been on the champ's radar since the karate black belt beat the former champion, Marek Gafarov. Koyomi said in the build-up to the fight that he wants the situation to polish the one championship belt for him. He wants to get things to the ground and avoid the dangerous overhand right that Martin throws. 
He feels that if he can employ this strategy, he'll walk away with the championship he desires. Let's take a pause for the cause, and when I come back, I'll preview UFC Newark. Golly, man, what's going on, man? What up, TJ? You good? Nah, man, I can't find a good sports podcast to listen to. I need something that covers a little bit of everything, you know what I'm saying? For real? You need to check out the MTNV Sports Podcast, bro. They cover everything from the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, mixed martial arts, to NCAA football. That sounds like exactly what I need, bro. Where is it at? Is it on iTunes? Yep. MTNV Sports is on iTunes for Apple users, Podcast Republic for Android, Spotify, and the Anchor app. So you have 24-7 access to listen to all the episodes when you need your sports fix. Cool. I'ma check it out on the drive home. Yeah, and check out that car wash up the street too. Uh, you got jokes. <laughs> I'll let you later, man. Hey, this is Amy Bentley with RWMS Group, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. The Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey is where the Octagon resides this weekend. In the curtain jerker, we have 13-2 Darko Stosic versus 6-1 Kennedy the African Savage in Chukwu. This is a light heavyweight bout. Both combatants enter the octagon off recent losses. Draco lost a unanimous decision two months ago in Stockholm, Sweden. And Kennedy suffered his first defeat with 40 seconds left in a fight that he was winning handily. They look to one another to get back on the winning side. Most of their victories come by knockout. So unlike last week's card, this one has much more firepower to kick things off. Up next, we have a lightweight bout between 12 and three, Scott Hot Sauce Holtzman, and 16, nine and three, Dung Maestro Ma. As with the fight before, both contestants are coming off of a loss. Hot Sauce is three and two in his last five, but the Knoxville native has an added incentive to be victorious. It's the first fight that his infant son will attend, and he wants to celebrate the victory with his son in the octagon. The maestro looks to conduct a masterful performance. With six submissions, six KOs, and four decisions, he's comfortable wherever the fight may go. Hot Sauce, on the other hand, generally goes to the judges, or KOs his foes. Middleweights collide as 29 and 11. Gerald GM3 Mearshart takes on 11 and 1 Trevin Giles, who is the problem and could be a big problem for GM3. But he's a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt who's won 20, yes, 20 of his 28 fights by submission. So there's no secret. He's looking to get this to the ground. He plans to use the strikes to soften Giles up and then look for the submission. He's in a must-win situation as GM3 has lost his last two in a row and this is the last bout on his contract. 
the problem is looking to avoid a problem and looking to avoid the submission game that GM3 has because he lost in his last fight and doesn't want to begin a losing streak of his own. His loss was to Zach Cummings, who beat Giles by submission, which is Gerald's strong suit. So look for the problem to try to pick up another knockout win. It will be number six for him and make this a grappler versus striker affair. Gerald predicts that someone is going to sleep one way or the other in this fight. With a statement like that and so much riding on the fight, it should be the voice of Marquee matchup, right? But that honor goes to another fight. 11-1 Joaquin Neto BJJ Silva faces 10-2 Nazareth Hat Paraz at lightweight. Unlike the other fights, this fight on the main card is between two fighters who didn't lose their last fight. Nazareth is a German native who trains out of the famed TriStar Gym. Fortunately, he's been able to train alongside former Strike Force champ Nordin Taleb and Tough 23 winner Andrew El Dirty Sanchez, who both fight next month. Naz should look to bring the hammer and improve on his impressive 80% KO rate. Now, with a name like Neto BJJ, you know how he gets down. Yeah, he likes to KO nearly everyone. Silva does have a near 27% submission rate too, though. But training out of, of a Lukao tie with killers like former Bellator middleweight champ, Javier Carvalho, and UFC welterweight Sergio Moraes, he's getting some good work in this training camp. Like the 5th of July, this has the potential for fireworks. Had the stakes been a bit higher, this could have been the marquee matchup. But by now, you know that the Voices marquee matchup is the co-main event, 35 and 18 Clay the Carpenter Guida versus 30 and 13 Jim A10 Miller at lightweight. This fight is for history. Clay Guida mentioned in a scrum after the media workout that, well, not the media workout, but on media day, that this makes the 60th combined fight between the pair in the promotion and that's a UFC record Miller will surpass Cowboy Cerrone a man that he headlined against in Atlantic City five years ago for the most fights under the Zufa banner A-10 knows that his time is coming to a close and this could be the last opportunity he has to fight in the Garden State where he was born in front of his family and friends. Guida is an animal, a cardio machine that uses his movement to keep his opponents guessing. Though Clay says that he still has title aspirations, this is a fight for the people. With more lightweight wins, and submission attempts 
than anyone in UFC history. Look for Miller to get this to the ground. Though Clay has outstanding wrestling, it's his pace and pressure that are key factors in his victories. Because these men always bring it, and with the history associated with this fight, I had to make it the marquee matchup. The main event? Ooh, yeah. It's a really good fight, too. You got 14 and 1, Kobe Chaos Covington versus 28 and 13, Ruthless Robbie Lawler. This is a welterweight bout. If you had to have a fight card in the middle of the afternoon, name a better way to get people to tune in than by matching up a polarizing personality and a man who personifies fighting. Yeah, pretty good combination. Chaos intentionally seeks to create chaos with his outlandish claims, brash attitude, and overall wrestling heel shtick. Fortunately for him, he's on a six fight win streak that includes an interim title match last June. Unfortunately for him, that was also his last bout. He passed up on not one, but two opportunities to unify the title with Tyron Woodley. And now he hopes to be victorious so that he can face the champ, Kamaru Usman, in the Nigerian Nightmare's first title defense. Ruthless was supposed to face Woodley, the man who dethroned him this past June, but the former champ is still out nursing an arthritic hand. Covington claims that Lawler left American Top Team, the gym that all three fighters in this triangle have called home at some point in their careers due to the gym celebrating T-Wood becoming their first homegrown champion. Lawler says that nothing could be further from the truth than this. And outside of his media scrum, he's been pretty quiet this week. Hard Knocks 365 OG Rashad Evans said that Robbie is chomping at the bit to get in the cage and shut Kobe up. Ruthless said, hey, look, talking is not my style. I don't care what my opponent says. I want to make my name the old school way by fighting. The former champ has already submitted his legacy by doing just that and looks to insert himself into a crowded pool of contenders for the welterweight title. With a win, Dana White promised Kobe Covington the next shot at the throne. But we know that Dana's word is as trustworthy as a one-ply piece of toilet paper. Due to his streak and his ability to sell a fight, I believe that chaos will be next, though. That's if he can withstand the onslaught that Lawler brings. Up next, the official results. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Conrad Hilton, aka Mr. Connie Westside. Hey, man, thank you for checking out my team, my voice podcast network dude hey if you're looking for 
exciting football this season. Look no further in season two with the Baby Rattlers. Also, season one is available on the YouTube channel right now. Guys, go check out the YouTube channel because we're taking on some top talent. We're taking on Florida State University High School featuring four-star talent on their team. Dude, it's about to go down. Yeet! What's good? It's your boy Stephen Malcolm and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it. This has been episode 102 of the MTMV main card. And if the Lord says the same, I'll be back at it again next week. LFA is in Dallas on Access TV. Island is in Pensacola on Fight Pass and Kambache is in Fresno on DAZN and all three of these regional cards take place on Friday night. Make sure you subscribe to MTMV Sports on your favorite podcast platform so that you get the new episodes as soon as they're available. And if you're loving what we do, please leave us a five-star review. Now, you know about the Dash radio app, right? If not, you need to get that app because you are missing out. Yes, you, ma'am, sir, you're missing out. We're on that platform every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern, 9 Central with the MTMV Sports and Music Show on GH3 Radio. You can also hit us up on the socials. MTMV Sports is our handle for all channels. Sports fans rejoice. My team, my voice. And until next time, it's your man, the voice, host of the MTMV main card. And I'm sounding off. Mm-hmm.